Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mickey Mouse, um, and then Lily has her Doc McStuffins, McStuffins, 
or Sophia the first. What else does she have? There, there you go, Brian. There you go, Brian. You can sing the Sophia the First theme song. No. Why not? Because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But notice that you don't want to. Not that you don't know the words. You don't want to. I just don't want to. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> by, by the way, am, am I right? Or Do you know the words to it? What, Sophia the First song? Yes. Not all of them, not. Okay. Um, anyway, welcome to the show, which we do not talk about Sophia the First normally, or, <laughs> or Doc those other shows. Doc McStuffins, no Mickey Mouse. Um, no, no. But, uh, you know, programming note, as you can tell by us, you know, talking to each other, we are not uh, talking to Bill Apter tonight. Um, uh, I honestly... I don't know what happened, to be perfectly honest. Um, he didn't answer uh, the Facebook messages I sent out to him uh, to, you know, set up the interview. So basically what's going to happen now is, you know, because I'm tired of, you know, telling you guys we're going to have this interview with him and then keeping on postponing it. So basically, uh, for the time being, I'm just not going to tell you until after we've already taped the interview. Um, yeah. So once once we've already taped it, you know, I'll give everybody a week, let you know this time next week will be the Bill Apter interview, and at that point it'll be have already taped. It'll be in the can, and we'll air the interview then, um, as opposed to now that we're uh, putting it off and putting it off. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll have him on in the near future, um, and, you know, we'll keep everyone uh, abreast of the situation as it goes on. Um, so that's that. So tonight, you know, we moved up our next Survivor Series, so Survivor Series 1994 from uh, San Antonio, Texas, the last Survivor Series, Brian, to air on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, I missed those. They should they should have bring them back. Well, you know, it used to be the point is they wouldn't have it on a weird night like Thanksgiving Eve at this point because studies show that, you know, the pay-per-views on Sundays are what do the business. Well, now, yeah, no yeah. pay-per-view is really doing any business because they took everything off TV and put it on uh, the network to the point where, you know, I think Night of Champions did like 15,000 North American buys. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, and so that's that. Um, and so, yeah, what? I mean, fuck, bring back Taboo Tuesday. I always used to love that. You know, I, that, that was like, a good I think, one. I think not only did I just love the idea of Taboo Tuesday, I liked watching a live pay-per-view on Tuesday. It just felt so yeah. weird and just felt different. And it's like... It, yeah, di- different different the right terms to use there. Yeah. And, you know, what, what what's wrong with watch, with having a pay-per-view on Thanksgiving Eve? Uh, now, it's like we're not even getting Impact this year because they're not airing uh, Impact on Thanksgiving Eve this year. Because um, they're, they're the last... No, the last um, new TNA show they've got is going to air on the 19th, and then Spike isn't going to air on Thanksgiving Eve. They're going to air a movie or whatever, and then they're going to do best-of shows throughout most of December, and they don't know yet if they're going to air on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Huh. Yeah. So in other words, Thanksgiving Eve, we're going to be the only wrestling-related show on the air. Nice. Yes, yes, I thought 
I thought so too. Um and uh so yeah, now we go back we go back in time to nineteen ninety four, uh November twenty third, nineteen ninety four, uh for the Survivor series with the unique broadcast team of Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon. I, I have they have they ever uh uh, uh, broadcasted together before this on a pay-per-view. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they broadcast period together because, oh, when you think about it, you know, the they were pretty much out of announcers at that point because, you know, Randy Savage had just left. Um, Jim Cornette was managing. Um, who else normally did announcing? Jerry Lawler was wrestling. So, um, and so even if you watch Raw back, you know, at that time, they were doing Vince McMahon and. A wrestler, like they'd have one of the wrestlers do, you know, once a month. They would, for the Raw tapings, have a wrestler do a month of Raw. Like I remember Shawn yeah, Michaels yeah. did it once. Um, and, you know, different things like that. Um, and then eventually, because, yeah, JR at this point had been fired again. And so they had no announcers. <laughs> you would think, that, you so would the, think they would, you know, have a backup plan, you know, in case they fire their probably most famous. Play by play announcer. <laughs> well, well, they did. They fired him in February, but uh, they, well, they got rid of Randy Savage because Randy Savage wanted to wrestle, and Vince didn't think he could draw anymore as a wrestler. Um, yeah, and that that was really the reason, and that's why you know he went to WCW and had a few good years there. Yeah. Um, and you know they hadn't yet phased Lawler out of the broad uh, out of the ring, um, and he did. He got to be a part of a bad match. <laughs> yeah, that's that's putting it nicely. You know, the funny thing is, we'll get to that. I could, watching that, like obviously watching it back, it was a horrible match. But re- in reality, like I I bet I loved it when I was ten years old. Oh yeah, you know, I was ten during the show and like I fucking that. loved it. Yeah, and I remember watching the show too. I remember us uh, sitting on. Uh, mom's floor or on the couch and watching on our big ass floor TV. Yes, it was a good, ah, it was so a good time. Yes, good times, great memories. Um, by the way, I hate the CMA awards. <laughs> yes, it's in the background. So, well, not not just for that, but because uh, there's no uh, um, there's no ups- new episode of Modern Family tonight. So I've got a DVRing. It's your fault. Um, but I'm DVRing all the okay. USA Network reruns, and I'm going to watch that later. Um, nice. Nice. So, uh, you want to get on to the show, Brian? Ah, uh, I guess the actual matches. Uh, uh, it's ten minutes. Huh? It's ten minutes in the show. It's normally about the time we start getting serious. Yeah, you know, there's only what, like five matches total. There's <laughs> five matches, but you know, there's. You know, we, there's a bunch to talk about, like in the opener here. Um, it was the Teamsters, which, you know, was the team name for Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Jim Neidhart versus Where the bad the guys. Where the did they come up with this name? <laughs> I have no bloody idea. It, it's the name of, like, a union. And, like, I think Vince would have to be the last person I would want to uh, think of unions and what have you. <laughs> union. Um, yes, Union. union. Union, work until five on the union. Union, um, and they took on Razor Ramon, the One Two Three Kid, 
Davy Boy Smith and the Head Shrinkers, but instead of Samu, it was the Barbarian as Sioni. And yes, and in an angle that offended me in 1994 and offends me more now, it's like they're like the Head Shrinkers don't know how to wrestle with boots on because they're savages. When the fuck has the Barbarian ever wrestled barefoot? Never. Yeah. And like Fatu, of course, you know, he was Make a Difference Fatu, and he was, uh, of course, he was Rikishi, and he was the Sultan. Like, yes, yes. This was the only this was the only time he never wore boots. <laughs> and, but either way, um, the story of this match was Shawn Michaels was injured, and so that's, in case you're wondering, that's why he never even tagged in. Um, I think his hand. I think his hand was. I think his hand was injured or something. But uh, and so him and Diesel basically stood on the apron for most of the first 13 minutes of the match, and yeah. uh, and so then Diesel finally tagged in and went on a killing spree, uh, pinning Fatu, Leone, <laughs> and the One Two Three Kid, and then booting British Bulldog in the face for the countout, which was not the last time. British Bulldog will be kicked in the face tonight, or at least hit in the no. face and knocked out. Um, <laughs> and so now, like, and he did that rapid fire. Like, the match went 13 minutes without an elimination, and he eliminated the four of them in two minutes. Um, Easily so two down, minutes. <laughs> so it was down to all five members of the heel team against Razor Ramon. And I'll give you six guesses on what happened, but... The one, the answer you could think of is probably the shittiest answer that there could be. Um, Brian, uh, tell him what happened. Sure. Uh, Diesel just beat the shit out of Razor Ramon for a little bit, and then he got really tired, so he tagged out Shawn Michaels. Uh, Michaels came in just as Diesel was leaving the ring. Uh, Michael persuaded Diesel to hold up Razor Ramon for a super kick. And, yes, folks, Shawn Michaels... Uh, went for the super kick, Razor Ramon ducked, and shockingly, Shawn Michaels nailed Diesel, which meant, which uh, in turn, Diesel got pissed and chased HBK to the back. And for some strange odd reason, I'm still trying to figure this out, like 20 years later, the entire team followed Diesel and Shawn Michaels to the back, hence them all being counted out, and Razor Ramon winning the first match of survival, being the sole survivor for his team. Yes, Razor Ramon won when the entire heel team was counted out. Yes. Talk about shitty fuck finishes. Because you know, there's yes. nobody on that. There, there was nobody on that heel team that he could just beat. You know, like yeah, you know, no. Jim Neidhart. Jim Neidhart had to be protected, and so did Owen, and so did um, whatchamacallit. So so did Jarrett. They all had to be protected. You see. Yes, of course. They could possibly be pinned. Um, no, never. And you know that was the opener, uh, and this was the angle that you know turned Diesel babyface, officially babyface. He was getting, uh, he got cheered for at the beginning. I think part of it is also because Sean is from San Antonio, of course, and so they probably popped for him as well. But uh, it was a slow build for Diesel's babyface turn, starting from the Royal Rumble when he eliminated uh, seven guys, you know, in a row. And then yeah. all the way through here, and we'll get to the aftermath in a little bit. But this was the end of the, Diesel and Sean were the tag team champions at the time. Um, Sean ran away and threw down the belts, uh, thereby he lost vacating. Smile. 
he, he lost, lost his smile, smile for the first this, time. This, <laughs> this was already the third time he lost the WWF Championship without losing it in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time was, uh, uh, can you tell me the first two times, Brian? I'm sorry, what was that, Emerson? I, I apologize. I have that door opened. That what were what were the what were the first two times that Sean lost the championship without actually losing them losing it in the ring? Before this or after this? Before this, because this was the third um, time when he got stripped of the title, the IC title '93, and yep. when he got stripped yep. of the tag title after that controversial ending between with yep. the Rockers and the Hart Foundation or the Demolition. He, uh, it was the Heart Foundation now when the ring yeah, broke, and uh, they just yep. never acknowledged the match ever happened. And uh, it was in Indiana somewhere. It wasn't in Indianapolis, but it was somewhere in Indiana. And they had Jack Tunney go on local TV that week and announce that because of the unsafe working conditions, he was uh, ruling the match in no contest, and the Hearts were still the champions, and actually saved Jim Neidhart's job for six months. Because he was yeah. going to be... Um, he was going to be fired or at least, you know, put into the ring announcing job, which he had for a little bit, and sucked at, by the way. Um, and uh, Brett was going to get his big singles push, and, of course, Brett had to wait six months for that to happen. Yeah. I think it worked out, I think it worked out good. I think it worked out good for Brett. What do you think? I think so, too. Nightheart, yeah. not so much, but Brett, yeah. Yeah, well, Nightheart had his own personal problems, too. Brett was pretty good at staying out of trouble. Um, even when you read, even when you read his book, when you read his book, his, uh, he tried to stay out of most of the trouble. What he did was sleep around with a bunch of women, which, hey, out of all the things, of all the things the wrestlers were doing in the late eighties, early nineties, that was, you know, the least of anyone. Okay. <laughs> although, exactly. although I'm sure, I'm sure his wife though, uh, would disagree with that. Probably, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so that led us, um, did the Bull, was the Bull Nakano interview now or after the next match? Um, I, I have it now. No, after no, no, okay. the next match. Okay, okay, okay. I, I want to talk about that. Don't let me forget. They went backstage. They went backstage to uh, look at telling Sean throw on his belt, and then uh, yeah, and then we got. I think they went uh, right out to the next match, which was. Then we got. Then we got the next match. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler, and his three midget partners, Sleazy, Queasy, and Cheesy, versus <laughs> Doink, and his three midget partners, Dink, Wink, and Pink. <laughs> Brian, you want to talk someone about who this has, one? Someone, someone who has a fear of clowns would love this match. <laughs> Meaning that Cole would love this match. Jerry Lawler um, realized this match was just a comedy match, and I'll be yeah. damned if he did his best to get the most amount of comedy he could out of it, including oh, sure. where, one, including where you know Doink had I think Dink up on his shoulders. So uh, Jerry Lawler uh, for the uh, chicken fight in the middle. So instead, Jerry Lawler had him stand on one of the midgets' shoulders and go into. Uh, <laughs> by uh, Dink, which of course, you know, the midget made it one step and Lawler fell flat on his face, which, you know, was... I don't even think flattering. it was one step. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, or uh, 
the midgets counting themselves for pinfalls because, you know, they kept throwing each other on the king and off the king and on the king. <laughs> it, 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 it was uh, stupid classic. comedy. Like, like the match was horrible. Like, but, you know, if you watched it, you could probably chuckle from it at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and, uh, you know, the funny thing about it was, and they never explained what would have happened, but the rules were the midgets wrestle the midgets, the big people wrestle the big people. And the first fall was Jerry Lawler pinning Doink. So, but they never yes. said what would happen if, you know, what, what was, what would happen if Jerry Lawler was left with one of the, of Doink's midgets, for instance. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that never came to pass because... You know, the heels did a clean sweep of the babyface clowns. Um, yes. Last the little kings days. beat the little clowns. Yes, mm. and of course, in each fall, <laughs> uh, Jerry Lawler d- uh, did some shenanigans to uh, cause each fall. So at the end, you know, Lawler rightfully claimed victory for his team. Because, yeah. You know, yeah, as he should have. Yes, yes, as he should have. And, uh, um, you know, his midget partners weren't too happy about it, and they wanted their credit for it. And, uh, you know, Lawler's like, fuck you. And, you know, mm-hmm. eventually he ran Eventually he ran away and got pied by Doink. And in theory, the midget kings became baby faces, but the only time you ever saw them again was, I think, one time on the action zone, they did a tag team midget match against Wink and Pink. And that was it. <laughs> And that was the short-lived of all the mini kings and mini clowns. Except for Dink. Dink, you know, lasted forever. Oh, yeah, Dink stuck oh. around for a while, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Doink has had two WrestleMania matches. Lance Storm has had zero. Just <laughs> point that out. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, Emerson. <laughs> well, I, I bet Lance is kind of peeved. Brad Maddox by the way, had a WrestleMania match. And yes, he did. she thought to. Yes. And uh, any of uh, 30 uh, Battle Royal participants this year. But um, who was it? Like, How many people in that tag match did have never had a WrestleMania match? The Fatal 4-Way this year. Um, like Cesaro never had until he, he was actually put in the Battle Royal late. Um, Swagger yeah. had one match. Actually, Swagger had two matches. Yeah, uh, the Colin. Yeah, the Colons never got one. Uh, nope. Who else? Is uh, Ryback had one. Curtis Axel never did. And uh, the Usos never did. So. Nope. There you go. Um, and so now the that we're pain done. The all first, four of them must feel. <laughs> oh, well, they, well, the funny thing is they still had to do the match, but uh, they did it 30 minutes earlier, and they got a zero taken off their paycheck. So. Yeah. I would be pissed by that. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so then we got the promo where it was announced that earlier that week in Japan, Bull Nakano had defeated Alundra Blaze to become the second WWF Women's Champion. And the funny thing yeah. is, you know, they were in the Tokyo Egg Dome, and I think it might have been 60,000. I don't know. I don't have the attendance in front of me. But actually, that match sucked, and no one gave a shit about it. <laughs> of course, they're like, of course, they're not going to say this, but. You know, yeah, like nobody gave a flying fuck about the match and no one gave a fuck about the title in Japan either. 
Um, no. And uh, Bull Nakano won the title with a top rope leg drop, and then they did a racist interview where, you know, Bull Nakano, being a child because she doesn't speak English, Todd Pettengill <laughs> yelled at her in English yeah. you know, to make her un- to make her understand because, of course, you know, that's what you do. And I know that's what my boss at Jackson Hewitt does with the Spanish customers who don't understand English. She just yells at them. And, you know, that helps, I'm sure. Well, it does. I mean, it comes on to it, it comes on to it. you got to yell, you got to yell. Yes. So are you happy with being the champion? Konnichiwa. Whatever she said. That's a bar. <laughs> and Todd's like, you must be very happy to be the champion. And Bull's just, you know, talking about whatever. And Todd, you know, just keeps yelling at her, scolding her for, you know, he not is. speaking. He's being very mean for Bull Nakata. Yes. Her very hair would mean. kick his ass. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> Causing multiple cuts all over his ass, I'm sure. Multiple cuts all over his ass. Well, the sharp point at the top of her hair, you know. You know when I say somebody's going to kick their ass, like it's not literally their ass that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yes, I understand. Like, I, I do understand this. Well, apparently not cuz you're under the impression that I meant that bull's going to strike him in the ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy. This this is why I can't do the show by myself, even though I can do the show by myself. Because <laughs> if I did do the show by myself, you know, who would be here to do all this asinine banter back and forth? I am a comedic relief to your seriousness. I'm not really if that I, funny. If I can be serious for a minute. Yes, Lance Thor. <laughs> I'm sorry, too much emotion in my voice there. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Poor Lance. You know, we should get him on the show one day. Brian, send him an email. I think you were trying to get him on the show. Okay. What's his email? Well, go to his website. It'll be on there. That is true. I can do that tonight, possibly. I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here at work. By the way, tonight we celebrate a great man. We celebrate Mr. Bob Backlund. And, you know, he's a former WWF champion. He, uh, yep. Well, never lost the title. Ta- you never lost the title between eighty, seventy-eight, and ninety-four. But like, yes, it it depends on if you count the Antonio Inoki reign in seventy-nine. But if you don't, and the WWF doesn't, he's a two-time champion. But if you do, he's a three-time champion. However, you want to look at it. Um, so we'll start, of course, with you know a match that I loved in ninety-four and I loved in fourteen. Uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Bob Ackland, submissions only uh, for the WWF title. And uh, Bret had Bulldog in his corner. Backlund had Owen in his corner. And the loser uh, would signify his submission by his corner man throwing in the towel. Yes, yes. Uh, now, the NWA had done this, WCW had done this once back at Halloween Havoc 89, uh, with the Thunderdome match with uh, Muda and Terry Funk versus Sting and Flair, and the ending yeah. of, that, of the ending of that match uh, was a screw job finish. Of course, uh, 
uh, Ole Anderson came over and punched Gary Hart in the face, and Gary Hart threw his hands up in the air, and the towel went flying into the ring. So, as long as we can beat mm. that, right? Um, yes, as long, as long and, as they can beat that, and I'm pretty sure they did. Yep, it was 35 minutes. It was just an amazing, awesome match, and I don't know why, you know, they had such a poor match at WrestleMania six months later with similar-ish rules. I don't yeah. know why. I don't get it. Maybe a lot of it was because, you know, in this match, uh, the story was about 15 minutes in, 15, 20 minutes in, uh, Brett went for the sharpshooter, actually slapped it on, and Owen and Bulldog got into a uh, a slap fight around the ring. Owen rolled into the ring and Bulldog bred off, and that's when Backlund slapped on the cross-faced chicken wing. And... While this was going on, uh, Bulldog chased Owen around the ring, tripped and smacked his face on the ring steps, and was unconscious for approximately 20 minutes. No one came out of his system. He was just unconscious for 20 minutes. <laughs> Not a soul. And to make it more interesting, um, Brett, uh, Backlund had Brett in the chicken wing, and Brett could not give up. And if even if he wanted to, his corner man was unconscious. No one was there to yes. throw with a towel and yes. breath. And Owen, on this you know U.S. Thanksgiving Eve, had a change of heart. He stopped being the horrible younger brother and started being the loving younger brother. He cried for his brother. And who just happened to be sitting at ringside? But Brett's and Owen's parents. You and Helen Hart. And Helen. Yes. <laughs> And before you continue, I, before you continue, my question is, why did WBS force Brett wife and kids to sit up in the nosebleed section while doing Ellen set ringside? Well, because they weren't involved in the finish, dummy. Um, well, plus, plus, Stu and Helen are, were seventy or eighty years old, or seventy years old at the point. They couldn't see from the nosebleeds. I, I feel, I feel it would have been more interesting if they had his wife throw in the towel. But that the, they that's the thing. Her to throw in the well, towel. Well, well, I mean, that's the thing. They, you didn't really know Julie. You knew Stu and Helen because they'd been used several times in the past. Well, yeah. Well, so it's like it made sense because we knew Stu as the curmudgeon older crank and Helen as the kind-hearted old mom. And, you know, it wouldn't have been the same to just trot out his wife suddenly and go, Oh, look, here's Brett's wife to lose the match for him. <laughs> My favorite part of the match were was Owen finally convincing them to leave the seat and jump the guardrail and come to ringside. And what they do is they got to ringside, they stepped right over their unconscious son-in-law, who, by the way, again, was unconscious there for 20 minutes. You know, the uh, blood stopped circulating after so long. Yes. Not a soul came out to help him. <laughs> and and so basically the whole drama of the match, because Brett was in the chicken wing for 20 minutes, and uh, they just laid on the they just laid on the mat while Owen pleaded and begged Stu and Helen to uh, throw yeah. in the towel. And Stu Stu grabbed it from Helen once because Helen was about to throw it in, and because Stu knew Owen was a uh, Rat bastard and uh, what not have you. And finally, Helen couldn't take anymore and ripped it out of 
her husband's hand and threw it in, ending the second title reign of her son and awarding the championship to 40-some-odd-year-old Bob Backlund. That's Mr. Bob Backlund's you. And perhaps one of the most amazing (laughs) sights still to this day is Bob Backlund, like the man who was champion from 78 to 83, and was as boring as sliced bread, and the man who was in the WWF in 1983 and boring as sliced bread, standing there holding the winged eagle WWF title belt, the one that was held by Brett and Sean and Sid and all these other people. It was just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't feel the same way on that one. Well, it's like when you think about it, it's like the new generation, like like with Brett and Sean and Diesel and all these people, and here you have 42-year-old Bob Backlund wearing the title belt. Well, it just shows how much space they have in Bob Backlund because in 48 hours or so, he lost 72. the title to Diesel. <laughs> 72. Well, yes. Less he, than 72 he, hours later. <laughs> he, did, he, he did lose the title to Diesel three days later, Madison Square Garden, eight seconds. He actually did get a successful title defense. Friday night in Pittsburgh, he defeated the British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. That poor Bulldog. You know, that's probably because he was unconscious for 20 minutes. and you know, he had Probably he couldn't handle something. it. He couldn't yeah, handle that, it, no. That also explains how he didn't notice Sean wasn't eliminated in the Royal Rumble. Because, that's you know. Us, yep. 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 Well, you know the and one thing we did get out. He needed a team with Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were promised the tag team titles, and you, yeah, you had to, I work out you, for them. <laughs> well, I, but they never did give Lex a title. In the, they promised him the world title. Got, not, yeah, he got the tag. He was promised the tag titles. Didn't get that. So he just went to Nitro. Um, but you know something we did get during the Bob Backlund title reign? We did get his awesome post match promo. Let's take a listen to it. Standing with Bob Backlund, he did exactly what he said he was going to do, agree or disagree with his tactics. He is now two-time WWF champion. First of all, young man, it's Mr. Bob Backlund. And you're incorrect. I've been the champion since 1978. I never lost the championship. Tonight, I just regained the belt and I beat the man that represents your society. I beat him <laughs> so I could save you. I'm going to scrutinize you to the fullest, pasteurize you, homogenize you, and synchronize you back into morality. You understand, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? It's sports education. I'm your champion, and I'll take on anybody. Anybody at all, ladies and gentlemen, in your generation, because I'm fighting for something that's more important than anything in this world, has put morality back into your lives. And now your children have somebody that they can emulate after and try to catch up to. Because I feel like God! 
Bob Backlund, ladies and gentlemen, the new WWF. The new WWF uh, champ. He was going to turn us all into milk. Yes. Kind of scary. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, when you're 10 years old and have no idea what the hell he's saying, they sound like awesome promos. And then when you're older and yeah. know what the fuck he's actually saying, it's like he's threatening <laughs> to put us through the process that, you know, how uh, they create milk. And, you know, that mm. wasn't, wasn't, quite a, wasn't quite as threatening, you know. But, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Crazy Bob Backlund, gotta love him. And by the way, speaking of Crazy Bob, he... Uh, I recently, I you know, I have a new blog, Brian. You do, Emerson. Yes, it's uh, I'm over on Tumblr. Um, and Brian, are are you ready for the URL? Sure, Emerson. Go ahead. It's www.history.tumblr.com, and it's a visual history of the WWF, and it's you know fairly new. I've only been doing it a few weeks now. And, you know, if you look right now, I've got pictures of the most recent person I've I've looked at, the Iron Sheik. I have Today in History, which is Cyber Sunday 2006, featuring Kevin Federline attacking John Cena, of all people. And Mr. Bob Backlund was a recent review on there. Nice. Now, all that and so much more. www.history.tumblr.com. I know Brian's going to check it out as soon as we go, as soon as we finish here. I've got things on Bruno and Pedro and <laughs> Mr. Backland. You know, and Brian's laughing because, and I'm laughing because I know he'll never actually go on the site. You know, it's a fun little look. Um, and so Bob Backlund's the WWF champion, of course. You know, as we talked about from there. The scheduled Madison Square Garden main event three days later was supposed to be a rematch between Brett and Mr. Backlund. Brett, of course, being quote-unquote injured. And so he was replaced in the match uh, by the quote-unquote number one contender, Diesel. don't know how <laughs> they arrived at that conclusion. In theory, Razor Ramon was the Intercontinental Champion. He should have been number one contender. Thank you, sure. Yeah. But instead, Diesel was number one contender. And basically, it. as a kid, I was so mad because I wanted, for some reason, I really wanted Mr. Backlund to be champion for a long, long time. But, you know, they. but if you watched, you know, the show, they basically told you, yeah, we're changing the title. You know, we're going to do live commentary in the WF hotline, you know, starting at like 8.30 or 9.30 or something. And... Did all this crap that you don't ever actually do for house shows, but so they basically told you, hey, there's going to be a title change. Listen to it as it happens. Yes. <laughs> and that was the start of the diesel. That was the start of the diesel era. When he thought wrestling business couldn't go any more in the toilet, Diesel became champion. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Ah, uh, poor Kevin Nash. You know, he he put thirty thousand people in the garden. You know, he didn't he even know that he didn't even know thirty thousand people could fit in the garden, but he did that night. <laughs> How many people can hold that? In the can garden. The garden hold. Yeah. I don't know, probably you know, with seats on the floor if they don't do the giant stage setup which, you know, they're going to do, but probably, you know, eighteen to twenty maybe. 
that's probably why WrestleMania didn't go back there this year. Well, I mean, also because the rent for Madison Square Garden is just so high. Um, um, that's that's why you never see them do anything there. Um, and I'm actually f- surprised because all they ever do now are house shows there, which, I mean, can't yeah. possibly make any money. But, you know, they still do them. And, uh, yeah, that's that. So now... Uh, it's MSG for we, you. We, we leave Bob Backlund for now. We'll be back to him. But uh, we leave Bob Backlund for now to go to our next match, which was the million-dollar team, King Kong Bundy, Tatanka, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Heavenly Bodies, with the Doctor yes. Desire Tom Pritchard, the Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, versus Guts and Glory, Lex Luger, Mabel, Adam Bomb, and the Smoke and Guns. And they, they this, couldn't put anyone better with Lex Luger. Nope. Well, who would they have put in? Look, look at the look at the roster. Who is left? That's exactly. True, Exactly. There was nobody left on that freaking roster at that point. Uh, in theory, like they could have, you know, put Luger in the opener, but or not in the opener, but move like those guys from the opener to you know that semi-main position. But like really, Luger's feud is with Ted DiBiase, so you gotta work from there. Um, and this, you know, you can look back and figure out when did you know. They finally gave up on Lex Luger, and some people say, well, they gave up on him around WrestleMania. You know, I still think, I think this, you know, pretty much was the end of Lex Luger's push. Because even mm-hmm. though he was in a feud with Tatanka, he was beating Tatanka on the road all those times. But, like, yeah. here uh, was Luger. It comes down, spoiler alert, it comes down to three on one him versus Tatanka, Bundy, and Bigelow. Um, and, uh, you know, he finally beats Tatanka's big win finally over Tatanka and he immediately gets splashed by King Kong Bundy. And Bundy yes, and, and clean Yes. Clean as a sheet. Yep. Yeah. And like it like it wasn't even it was ridiculous. Like you can see like the whole world be like, Well, that's it for Luger and I mean that was it. My favorite moment of the match was probably your favorite moment, Brian. When Mabel was counted out, now, not because Mabel was counted out, but because him and Bigelow went through the ropes, and Vince was like, oh, yep. my God, Mabel, Mabel smashed the back of his head off the barricade. And then they showed Didn't the replay. Nope. That was off his the stairs. Body, that was off the stairs. Well, it wasn't even near the stairs. Like, his body was in yeah. the entire different direction. His feet were next to the guardrail. His head hit mm-hmm. off the... His head literally nudged the ring apron. And I don't mean like the edge of the ring. I mean the actual ring apron that, you know, says Survivor <laughs> Series or WWE oh, Network. And that knocked him out and he was counted out. For some reason, I don't think it was it said the network back in 1994. <laughs> no, and it definitely didn't say WWE either. No. That, that, that might have been weird for it to say WWE. Kind of. Um... This match, you know, was pretty much just filling time at that point. Um, I mean, the fans are kind of into it, but, like, like I don't remember who else was on, was in the Million Dollar Corporation, but, like, why was an IRS in this match, for instance? Like, why or was Kama. this fucking heaven? Kama in there yet? 
I no, I don't think Kama debuted yet. Um, but either way, it's like, but I guess it's like, who else do they have? Like, it goes back to who else do they have? And, you know, IRS didn't get to be in this match, but he actually got to play a part in the main event. Um, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But, uh, it's just so odd, like, to look back at it and see Bundy cleanly pin Lex Luger. Yeah, it is kind of weird. (laughs) And actually, if you think about it, um... In every match, like, the heels won. Or if they didn't win, they either weren't pinned or, um, you know, at the end of the day, were protected from actually losing. Yes, this is true. And, you know, we talked last week about, uh, you know, the screw job finishes to protect people from doing jobs in survivors' matches. Seven people were not defeated in this match, in this show. And, of course, six of them were in the first match, including one entire yeah. team. And, of course, Mabel was the last one. Why Mabel? I don't know. <laughs> Damn if I know. Yep. Um, uh, you know, Bam, 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 Bam pulled out the moonsault. Um, it used to be called the Luna Salt, but, of course, you know, Luna was fired for being crazy, and so it was called what it is, the moonsault. This is true. Um, <sighs> and of course, from there we got the main main event. Yeah. Um, Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match. This was Part not. The, yes, this was not the casket match that gave Brian nightmares. Oh, my God. I'll I'll, be fair. I don't know if, you know, Chuck Norris kicking people gives you nightmares, Brian, does it? Not really, no. No. Okay. I didn't think so, but, you know, just checking. Just making sure, you know. That's good. That's good. Um, I understand. And, you know, the storyline of this match was uh, at the Royal Rumble uh, 10 months earlier. Yokozuna used 15 heels to uh, all attack Undertaker and put him in a casket. And by the way, notice no faces ever came out to save him. Not a single person. Yeah. Undertaker has no friends. No. I think, didn't they say that during the Rumble? No. No, they didn't. They ignored it. I thought they did. But, you know, no, no, they didn't. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and of course this match, so the WWF... Um, hired Chuck Norris to be the outside referee. I, I love it's an outside referee, even though no one was on the inside. And uh, so I he think was he was the referee. A, wasn't he like an enforcer? I don't think yeah, he, he, he was. He, he was the enforcer to stand and to stand guard and not watch the match. And yeah, he got paid. Might look there and occasionally wink. Yes, and of course, you know, towards the end. King Kong Bundy came out to challenge Chuck Norris and stood there and pointed at him for like five minutes. And then, uh, uh, didn't somebody else before Jared you. come out? Did, didn't somebody else before Jared yeah, come Bam out? Bam Bam and Bundy. It was Bundy. Oh, yeah, ba- Bam, Bam Bam, Bam also Bundy. was out there. Yeah, Bam Bam yeah. came out and pointed at him too. And then Jeff Jarrett's like, fuck this. I'm tired. Jeff Jarrett's like, fuck this. I'm tired of people pointing at him. I'm going to point at him. And Jarrett ran oh. down and got kicked in the face. And as this is going on, the referees, you know, the regular referees are very concerned about this. Um, 
So they go they over They take good money for Chuck Norris. Of course. They take yeah, good money for him. So they're talking to Chuck and trying to get rid of uh, the heels, and IRS comes running out of the out of nowhere. In other words, he ran through the uh, stand <laughs> and uh, yeah, and put a sleeper on Undertaker in an effort to screw him out of the match, and didn't work. Undertaker Undertaker up and uh, came back to win the bout. Uh, he knocked Okazuna in the casket. Uh, broke Mr. Fuji's Japanese flagpole, threw it in there, and uh, shut the lid. And that was it. We never did get a rubber match between the two, a rubber casket match. Oh, I'm very sad and disappointed by this. Uh, I know you feel the same way I do, Emerson. I I know. I feel we need to dig up Yokozuna so we can have a third casket match, too. Because that will not be creepy at all. Not at all. Some would say Undertaker won the ultimate casket match. Oh, God. We're going to L for that statement. Uh. <laughs> it's okay. Someone said I was already going there anyway. By the way, shout out to my yeah, friend Matt, too. who. A shout out to my friend Matt, who uh, Lauren will not let him go to special hell. I, I guess also we should also thank uh, our Facebook likes, Emerson. We have recently yes, we have- hit 50. Yes, we only got three more Facebook likes in the last few days. I don't know, what the hell? People found the fucking page. So, thank we went you from, for the 50 likes on our Facebook page. We, we, went from 49 to, we went from 49 to 52. Well, I think you can take two of them out. So we're, Why? We're unofficially at, well, us two. Well, I didn't like well, it. you didn't like your own page. No, why would I like my own page? I'm an administrator of my page. Oh, uh, this is true. It's like when Brian counts us as the listeners of the show. I have to tell Brian, no, we're not the <laughs> listeners of the show. Uh, um, by the way, while we were yammering, I did find another Bob Backlund as champion promo that he cut on Superstars uh, before course, the title match. Now, it's a little long. It's two, a little more than two minutes, but if I remember right, it's worth it. So here we go. Say that, ladies and gentlemen! See it? Ooh, boy. A glorious day. Ladies and gentlemen, the WWF belt is in the hands of the rightful owner. I've owned this belt since 1978. And they procured it from me in 1983. But in 1984, it returned to me. And I rule. I rule the world. You amoral people have a man that you can look up to you. You children have a man that you can idolize. Mr. Bob I'm not going to be fallacious with you people. I'm not going to be mendacious with you. And Tony, what have you done? What have you done? I fought with the bureaucracy 
involved in the WWF for too long. I signed for the Hitman. I know him. I studied him. And, Tenny, you put this giant man in there, this man with no credentials. I'm a NCAA champion. He can't get in the same ring with me. You're a big, voluminous man, Diesel. But I'm fighting something bigger than you. My heart and my pride and my dignity. You can't defeat me. I'm walking into that ring, the WWF champion, and I'm walking out the champion with my head way up in the air. Because I'm going to... I'm going to put morality back into everybody's life. Voluminous. Brian, are you still there? Or are you still taking a piss? Okay, so Brian's taking a piss. So, um... Bob Backlund, WWF champion. He managed to cut two amazing promos um, in his meantime as champion. They honestly should have left the belt on him for another six years. Go into the new millennium as champion, as long as he could just keep cutting promos every week. Talking about being the champion and what's he going to do to all of us uh, when, as champion. Um, and, okay, you know, Welcome back, Brian. Thank you, Emerson. Thank you. Did you wash your hands? Yes. I kept myself muted while I washed my hands. Did you enjoy the promo? Yes, I did, actually. Did you listen to any of it? Yes, I did. I'm surprised. You know, we, you managed, to talk, we managed to talk for 54 minutes about this show. Dear God, help us. How, how, surprised, <laughs> how surprised are you? Very, actually, that we, we were able to keep this going for that long. Well, yep. So, uh, here we go. That's right. Oh, it's that time once again. It's time for Brian to dig into the history banks of wrestling. And Brian now has to reach into his notebook now and find that one question somewhere. Brian took all week long, and he found that one question that he thinks will try to stump Emerson. 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 So Brian, you know, he went, he searches everything. Brian went to Wikipedia. Brian even went to Craigslist to try to give people money to come up with questions for him. What? And then, and then Brian got arrested for prostitution. However, yeah. he then got out. I, of I told you not to say that shit. Then Brian got out of prison, and then he found out a question. He went and did his own research for a change, and now Brian has the question that he thinks is going to stump me. Brian, are you ready? I just love how every week that little spiel goes longer and longer and longer. The theme song is 97 seconds long. I try to go 97 seconds. Uh, classic. And So, Brian, are you classic. ready? 
Yes, Emerson, I'm ready. Take a big drink of water, iced tea, whatever it is you got next to you. Take a big deep breath. (laughs) I'm all out. You know, hopefully this could be it for you. You know, you're not drinking anything. But here we go, Brian. I'm ready. Stump Emerson. Die. Who were the, the participants and eventual winner of the Germany-only WCW pay-per-view Battle Royal? You're fucking with me, right? No, why? Like, it's a fucking 20-man match. The yes. fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not answering who are the 20 participants in the fucking Royal Rumble match that WCW had on the Millennium Final Show in November of 2000. Um, do you, oh, do you, want the win- you got the pay-per-view stuff, like, right? Yes, yes, I know I did. Uh, what else do you want to know about it? Uh, that Mike Awesome one, Brian? Do you want to know that? Okay, so you got the winner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all 19 people. Fine, you want- there's probably the fucking all seven natural born thrillers were in it. There's probably all Can the fucking you name them? Mike Sanders, Chuck Palumbo, Sean hold O'Hare. On, hold on, hold on, stop. Slow down. Slow down. Okay, you said. Why don't you have like a list there to cross off? I do, but I do. Well, it's on the computer, so I had to find them and delete them. Okay. Oh Jesus okay, Christ. Okay, go ahead. Mike okay. Sanders. Okay. Chuck Palumbo. Sean O'Hare. You said Palumbo? Uh, yes, he's one of the natural born thrillers. He is, he is actually not on my list. Well, guess what? I'm still not doing this fucking question. I don't care. <laughs> Are you going to take a defeat then? No. Like, okay, I told nope. you not to do. Not, I told you you're not doing these questions that have like 50 answers. It's like fine, this, Brian. Name this everyone. This is my question. Okay, Brian. Name everyone who's in World War Three, 1995. Do you know all 60 people in the World War III Battle Royal? No, I'll make a list. <laughs> Go ahead. You I said Sean you. O'Hare. I'm, I'm still listening. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm done. Take, take, make an effort, at least. Make an effort. And see how many you get. Fine. I'm sure if you really Chron- think about it, you could actually probably get a majority of them. Fine. Chronic. Okay. The Boogie Knights. Who were they? Disco and Alex Wright. Okay. Team Canada. Yes, yes. Team no, Canada, Lance Storm and Elix Skipper. Do I really need to name okay. them? Everyone knows who the hell these people are. I don't, know. I don't know them. By the way, Mark Gingerak was probably in there. And so okay, Columbo yep. was in it, and I'm assuming, assuming Stasiak wasn't there. Um, no. And uh, let's see here. Lancer was feeding with General Erections. He was probably in there. Uh, the cool. Filthy Animals. Which one? General Erection, I said. Yep, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Filthy Animals are probably in there. That was Conan, Kidman, Mysterio. Um, and uh, Conan, Kidman, Mysterio. And that might have been it at that point. Yeah, because Booby uh, got fired. I'm down to four. Um, yes, you already said the winner. So I'm taking him out. Yep. Ernest Miller. Okay. The Kiwi. Okay. 
Fit two. Finley. One. Did I say Jindrak? Yes. I said Mark Jindrak. Yes. And I said, and I know I said Chronic. Yep. Oh, Norman Smiley. Yes. See, you got all testy with me, and all I had to do was sit there and yeah. think. I gave you these long yeah. questions that I knew the that I knew yeah. the uh, Survivor Series thing would not take us very long to do. Yeah, yeah, it took us fifty-four minutes. Well, no, you take out the bullshitting and everything else that we do. It took it forty-three took twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five-ish. Forty. Well, still, you got all pissy at me for giving these long questions, but well, I just sit there and think, and well, you'd get. Them. Well, you know something. Now that you did that, now I don't feel so bad about what I'm going to do. Remember what I told you? Needs to sing more, Brian. I'm not gonna sing. Okay, fine. Then I'm going to play some music for you.
Yes, he legitimately did this, yes. Yes. Well, I got my hands on a snippet of his political commercial. Are you ready? Yes, go ahead. You know, ladies and gentlemen, they said I didn't have enough excitement in my body to go to Congress. They don't talk a hard when I'm talking on television. Where was I? It's amazing he didn't get uh, elected. I know. Don't honk your horn while I'm talking on television. Where was I? <laughs> by the way, that was uploaded to YouTube by Liquid Generation, who in the same video as political commercials from uh, Jerry Springer when he was running for governor of Ohio, and uh, just so much crap. Oh, and uh, Mike Huckabee from Texas, whose entire platform was... He, as Chuck Norris, is his friend. I would yes. vote for him just for that. I think he won, too. That was the thing. And he actually had Chuck <laughs> Norris in his commercials. I would vote for him. Just like I voted for Tom Wolfe, just because I can't stand Corbett. I heard Corbett went down in defeat. Oh, yeah. It was actually closer than I thought it would be. But, yes, Tom Wolfe is now the new governor of Pennsylvania. Well, he will be in January. And I voted. Wow, for, like, the first time ever. Second. Wow, for the second time ever. Mm -hmm. Give me a call when you you have to do jury duty. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to jury duty. By the way, Tom Corbett lost. You know who else is going to lose, Brian? Who? Me? You. Yes. Nice. Because that's right. It's time. That's right. I decided to give Brian a taste of his own medicine. It's time once again. For that time once every so often. When I dive into my knowledge bank. Because I don't need Wikipedia. I don't, I don't need Craigslist. I need to ask a bullshit question. I am tonight going to stop Brian. 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 So I'm not going to sit here and ask Brian questions like who was, who named every person in World War III 1995. Thank I you. Think, I doubt Brian could name 10 people. Now, that's probably why. And, but you know, I did, you know, seem related. I went and I figured out a Survivor Series question to ask Brian. Nice. Unlike, unlike Brian, Brian asks me questions that you, the listener, are like, what the, what is wrong with him? But no, I sat here and I found out a good question. And Brian, take a big deep breath, I am. And you know, get a drink of water, get a drink of tea, get a drink of milk, and get ready, Brian, because I'm here and I'm going to dump your ass. And... Here we go. I didn't even understand Brian. a word you just said. I didn't understand a word you just said because the music was so loud I could barely hear you. But I got the gist fuck. of what you were trying to say. I said, fuck you. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, I thought so. Okay. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So are you ready for the question? Yes, Emerson. I'm all ears. Okay. Who is the only person to be on both the winning side and the losing side of a clean sweep at Survivor Series. 
which means their team both stayed in t- intact when they defeated the entire other team, and then they were also on the losing side uh, oh, Jerry Lawler. Of, a, of a clean sweep. Jerry Lawler. Corre- correct. <laughs> and when did he lose? He lost uh, when it was him, uh, Triple H, Mabel, and Isaac Yankum versus uh, Undertaker, Fatu, um, Henry Godwin, and Savio Vega. Uh-huh. They even got the people in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what, Brian? Yes, sir. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I'm sorry, Everson. I'm going to reach through there and whoop your ass, you know, right? <laughs> Why, did you thought you might actually have got me on that one? Okay, Brian, name everyone in World War Three, nineteen 1995. <laughs> Start. <laughs> oh, you can't, you, you can't do it, Brian, can you? Can you? Probably. Without looking it up? Without Probably. looking it up. Probably. Mm-hmm. Can you name 20 people in the match? Um, I can try. Uh-huh. Can I give it a shot for 20? For 20 people? Uh-huh. Can I try? No. Knock yourself out, kid. Okay, Hogan. Macho Man Randy Savage. The Giant. The Yeti. Um. Flair. Anderson. 95. Um, probably Dungeon Doom is probably in there. So Kevin Sullivan. DDP. Eddie Guerrero. Alex Wright. Conan. Uh, nope. Ooh, no, Ray Mysterio isn't in there yet. And no Conan. No, no Conan. Okay, so. Um, Dean Malenko. How many am I at? Eleven. Eleven, okay. So, who are the horsemen then? I'm not telling Anderson, you. Anderson. Pillman. Was Sting in there? I feel Sting was in there. Sting, Harlem Heat. Who was Harlem Heat, Boy. Brian? No, Brian, um, who was Harlem and Booker T, Stevie Ray, uh-huh. Brian Knobs, Jerry Sags, uh-huh. Lord Steven Regal, Johnny B. Bad. What am I at now? 19. Uh, Glacier was in there yet. Savage. I didn't say him yet. Ah, Savage. Yes, he did. There's 20. Yes, he did. You, oh, did I? the second one you said, yes. Okay, it was Hogan Savage, uh, Giant, Luger? Luger. There you go. There's 20. <laughs> the ones you forgot, Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, okay. Buff Bagwell, Chris Benoit, Big Train oh, Bart, Bunkhouse Buck, Cobra, Disco Inferno, Jim Duggan, Bobby Eaton, uh, Mr. J.L., Chris Canyon, 
Kurosawa, Joey Mags, Meng, Hugh Morris, Max Muscle, Scott Norton, One Man Gang, who was one of the last eliminations, by the way, Paul Orndorff, uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Sergeant Craig Pittman, Scotty Riggs, Road Warrior Hawk, Big Bubba Rogers, Ricky Santana, Kensuke Sasaki, The Shark, Fidel Sierra, Dirty Dick Slater, Mark Starr, uh, Dave Sullivan, Super Assassin 1 and Super Assassin 2, David Taylor, Bobby Walker, VK Wall Street, Pistol Pez Watley, Mike Winner, James Earl Wright, and, I'll be sitting down for this last one, The Zodiac. Uh-huh. I got 20 of them. The fellow aside, uh-huh. I probably got more. Like I can't, I can't even forgot Big Train Bart. I know. He, he was, you know, one of the greatest wrestler of this generation, Big Train Bart. Oh, of course. Him and El Dandy should have been world tag team champions multiple times. El Dandy's a heck of a wrestler. He's a great technician in the ring, and he's a jam-up guy. I don't see any reason why not. Yes, and. Great. You know, by the way, Brian, as we start to wind things down here, I've got one more piece of Bob Backlund audio. And this is a yep. car who, commercial. Who, who, can around, who can go around Bob Backlund audio? This is a car commercial. And while it's hilarious to watch the video, I think the audio is pretty damn good, too. Um, and here we go. Hey, Connecticut, are you tired of getting ripped off by mechanics that you don't trust? Here at Rollins Customized Automotive, we have what the other guys only dream about. We know a thing or two about trust. We've been working on vehicles from mile to mile for the past 20 years. Mr. Backlund's been in the wrestling business his whole life. Traveled all over the world. But Rollins Automotive is the only automotive company that he gained complete trust in. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, complete trust. Hey, hey, what's going on here? Whoa, whoa. This would have never happened at Rollins Automotive. You got that? Hey, young lady. He didn't win. He yelled at people all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. You, you uh, should see the commercial. Uh, it's just as awesome. Because when he starts yelling about, I'm going to take you where the good people are, he picks this woman up over his shoulders and starts running off with her. Uh, classic. Uh, 
You know something else that's classic, Brian? What? But he was abducted by ninjas! Oh, God. Ninjas! Call the cops! There are ninjas kidnapping people on TV! The cops! Did no one get a license plate? Do nin- ninjas kidnapping TV! You know, it's gotten to the point where I'm expecting you to already know that by heart. <laughs> Soon. Give me time. Give you time? We've played it almost every week for 30 weeks. Yes, but usually when we usually when you when you play, I'm usually in the middle of doing something. Like what? Scratching yourself? No, like doing actual work. You do actual work. I call I shenanigans. I, I yeah, call shenanigans I do on that. I, I do too. By, by the way, speaking of things that I call shenanigans on, I like that you speaking begged of things me. Speaking things you call shenanigans on. I like that you begged me for some good wrestling to watch. So I find you somebody who uploaded on Daily Motion the entire G1 this year, the event that I keep talking about and telling you you need to go out of your way to watch it. And so I find it. And then I get you a spoiler free match listing even broken down by what block they're in and what order the matches are. And tell me, Brian, have you watched that yet? Nope. <laughs> and why not? Um, Where did you send me the thing at again? I'm sorry. On Facebook. On Facebook, yes. I have not gone into it yet. I apologize. Uh-huh. Well, fuck you. Thank I, you. I should, take, I should take you to Rollins Automotive where the good people are. Yes, you should. I agree. Yeah. But in lieu of that for right now... I'm going to tell you one guy. You cannot oh God. beat my price. Mm. But you sure can beat my money. Hey, I'm you. Ten. <sighs> classic. Uh, uh, speaking of classic... This place. I was frozen today. The cold never bothered him anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting on Kevin Nash. You Kevin. keep waiting on Kevin, Kevin Nash, bitch. Nash, hey, Nash. um. Hey, um. So, um, why, why, um, did you go out and um save Big Papa Pump? Um, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh. By the way, Bo Dallas is going to be out six to eight weeks with a foot injury. Very blame, sad to hear that. I know you are too, Emerson. Yeah. Uh, I believe that he'll be back in time to win the Royal Rumble. Which, which, <laughs> which, which by the way, Brian, um, You're tell, me, funny. tell me, tell me about the tickets that you bought to the Royal Rumble this year, Brian. When did they go on sale? Last Saturday. Are they sold out already? Yeah, yeah, they were sold out in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I guess I didn't get any, so. Yeah. Scott Snyder thinks you're fat. That's why you didn't get it. <laughs>
That explains it all. You're right. What else do you want to talk about, Brian? we got a few minutes left. I got a new job. You've got a new job? I got I got a part-time job, yes. Yes, you know me, I get bored just with one job. <laughs> Doing what? I work at the YMCA as a child care assistant. There you go, child care assistant. Who the hell lets you near children? The YMCA, I guess. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with them? I have no idea. I'll surprise you're, myself. You're, you're lucky I'm not a reference. That's why I don't have you on my reference page. I would talk so much shit about you. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You asked me excellent, excellent question. Excellent question. It was, it was great feeling. I had all time all my life. Uh, I was there and I cost the jabroni Bryn Whitner a job. Bryn Whitner... You are another faggot, son of a bitch. No good luck. Actually, I'm not, but... You are worse than Michael Jordan or uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson, yes. Yeah, because they're the same people, Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. Yes, of course. Here's a time cheeky, the cheeky baby. Did you ever watch that shoot interview with him? The actual no, I one actually just... never watched it, no. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is, like, every question they ask him is, like, it's either... Uh, everything was either an excellent, excellent question or it was a, you ask a very good question, you are a very intelligent man, and all that shit. And uh, I like looking at my paycheck, because I guess uh, my paycheck is already has a pending deposit for uh, Friday, and yeah, it's a good amount. That's good. You know? yeah, so I love it more than me. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. Um, I I get my bonus in two weeks, so that'll be better. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, and you know something, because I'm gonna get about two hundred ish dollars on my monthly bonus, and yeah. I and I saw where I was at like last week, and so I just started taking half days off. Nice. <laughs> That's literally, I would like put in for what's called EE, which is like a day of early exit. So if we were slow. You know, they go on, they go down the list, and whoever asks for the time off, if they can spare it, they leave mm-hmm. them off. And so I think I think ended up losing close to a full day, which you know seventy, eighty dollars. But in return, I kept my conversion up high, and I'm going to get a two hundred plus dollar bonus. So nice. Yes. So I trade off a little now and get a lot later. Yeah, right. I got to go grocery. Sh- I got to go grocery shopping this weekend. Um, pretty much all yeah. I have in my fucking house is chicken. I'm so fucking nice. tired of chicken. I don't think I'll be wrong. I will be going. Actually, I will be going away this weekend as well to uh, Villanova University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So you know, well, welcome to Pennsylvania, where a trip south of Harrisburg is considered uh, a vacation. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> huh. Well, well, and welcome to Pennsylvania, where Brian announces six months ahead of time he's going to the beach. Like, this is true, too. Brian's like, oh, I, I, I'm like asking Brian, what's he going to do in March? Is he going to go to WrestleMania? He's like, no, I'm going to the beach that week. I'm like, Brian, it's <laughs> six months away. You're telling me you're going to the beach? You're going to yes, go to the beach because, next you know, week. 
Yes, because, you know, you need to plan ahead when you go to the beach. Because usually a lot of hotels fill up. So the sooner really? you, know, hotel, you can book ho- them, the better. Hotels fill up, Brian? Tell me more. Yes. Tell, tell me, me more, more. Tell, tell me, me more. more. <laughs> uh, uh, here's something. By the way, it's the end of March. Hotels aren't filling up because people are going to the fucking beach that early. You know, just letting you know. But you never know. You never know. I'm pretty sure I know. As somebody who works in the hotel industry currently, Brian, I'm like you, lazy ass. Hey, quit now. Their... Hey, hey, I'm sorry, hey, I'm sorry. You, you didn't quit. Hey, hey. You got fired. Hey, 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 well, I we don't get bonuses at the hotel. We never did get bonus. Ha. Huh. Yes. And yeah. Because our our away. owners are cheapskates. Well, I'm sure if you worked in reservations, you might have. I I do did work in reservations, Emerson. The front desk did all the reservations, Emerson. Well, aren't you special, Ed? Very. No, I'm not. Yes. Alright, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Thank you, Emerson. <laughs> Considering working with minutes, people with special needs. 84 minutes into the show, you were talking about my paycheck and you being special. Special needs. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Anything else you want to discuss, Brian? Yes. Um, we've already... We are, we are, we already did what some call is. And we had a Snickers bar, too. Yes, it was a very good Snickers bar, I feel. You're lucky, by the way, I didn't download the Doc McStuffins theme or something. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc McStuffins, Doc McStuffins. So which theme song do you know more of the words to, Doc McStuffins or Sophia the First? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Do I need to play the song very, again for you? Very excellent, excellent question. Should I play the song again for you? See how far no. I can go along with it. No. She she talks about being a princess or something. So she Brian, was a for all the people, overnight, yes. So for so for all the people who don't know any better, tell everyone about these shows. Because you know you you, you watch mean? them every day. Tell everyone like what are they about? Well, Sophia the First is about a girl who was a peasant, and then her her mommy married the the king. So she became a princess, and she has all these magical powers, and she talks to little animals. And why am I talking about this? How does she have magical powers, Brian? She, she Our has listeners a, she need... has a uh, Wow. She, she has she a necklace a that has, like, a little... No, no. It, she has a necklace with, like, a, a charm on it. So her charm gives her magic. Yes. This is the greatest conversation ever. <laughs> Possibly in the history of this podcast. Yes. Um, uh, so who are the other, who are the other people on the show, Brian? <laughs> yeah, oh her God, mommy really? and her and her uh, her stepdad, who's the king. Um, who else is on the show? She has a stepbrother. She has a stepbrother and a stepsister. And what are their names, Brian? <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> You are uh, absolutely horrible. 
so we're both on the same page. Uh, oh, God. I, I can't wait to post uh, post the, the URL to this uh, podcast, the URL, and tell people that we discussed Sophia the first. Scary. <laughs> yes. A- including playing the theme song, which I'm sure Brian just loved. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and, by the way, what, what type of magic does she do, Brian? You're like, she does magic. Or she... Good magic? <laughs> Good magic. I don't fucking know. You watch the show, Brian. I expect a review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get right on that. I already said what happened on the last episode you watched, Brian? I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a while. Why aren't you taking notes? Because unlike, unlike the podcast when I watch pay-per-views for the podcast, I don't have to take notes for it. Next uh, week, I want you to take notes and tell me about the show that you watch. Hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to review a Doc McStuffins episode? You watch Sophia the First. Uh, I'll watch an episode of Doc McStuffins. God Almighty, help us. Have, have, have we got a deal? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, but, God. But, by the way, next week, what we really are going to review, Survivor Series yeah. 2001. Brian's also going to talk about Sophia the First more. You know, get him a nice necklace with a charm on it. I know what Brian's getting. I know what Brian's getting. Gonna get for Christmas now, dude. I will split your fucking throat. (laughs) And for the record, if that ever happens, everyone here on our podcast has just heard Brian uh, threaten me like this. Yes. Oh, God. All right. And that's it for tonight. I'm going to disconnect Brian. Thank God. Uh, say goodnight, people. So long from New Bedford. So long from Lock Haven. This has been the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. I'm Emerson. That was Brian. Good night. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus